today. Thank you for watching online. We're good. Yeah, thank you. All right. Worship team, thank you. Happy Mother's Day, honey. God bless you. Appreciate you. Happy Mother's Day, moms and women of God. Janie always likes me to include the women of God. Janie's not going to preach today. She does preach a lot on Mother's Day, and I know there's some disappointed people out there, especially some online. Her family loves to tune in and watch. I am sorry to let you down. Uh, but she has an awful lot going on uh, with uh, her class she's taken downstairs, uh, having to play the keyboard today, uh, the passing uh, recently of her father, just a lot of stuff. So uh, we will get her to preach sometime this year, though. And you'll, you know what we need to do? Sometime just fly Jilly in and you just do kind of a consult with the four kids up here. It would be kind of fun over Mother's Day. Just see how they see how let, let them grade you. I'm sure it'd be A plus plus, but it'd be it would be fun to hear their side of the story. <laughs> so God bless you, moms. We love you. We're so thankful for you. Uh, I have had the the privilege privilege, and I know some people don't. You know, their upbringing may be a little bit different, and so I don't want to minimize. I want to maximize uh, what we have in in upbringing. I uh, my mother was a very very good mother, very hard worker in our home. Uh, I grew up in a generation where uh, the men worked outside the home. My mom would babysit occasionally, but for the most part, she raised eight kids and did a tremendous job. And then I and so I watched her. She's been deceased now for 23 years, so uh, it's been a long time that I have not had uh, my mother. But a very, 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 very good uh, person, very, very, very good woman. Uh, and then, so that's my mom, and then I had the opportunity to, to see my wife's mother, uh, who's still alive at 84. Uh, two years ago, um, she beat cancer for the second time and, uh, and laid a brick patio uh, uh, in her backyard. So she, uh, she is uh, as feisty as you're ever going to get uh, and strong, and she, she has no quit. Uh, she does not look her age at all and probably doesn't act it either, which is a good thing. She said she was wearing down, so she started a Bible study that runs 20 people every other Friday night, and, uh, and, and God has really blessed her. And then, of course, my wife. And so uh, I've been privileged to see really good mothering, mother-in-law, and a wife who's a very, very good mother. And I know we have very, very good mothers in this congregation. Grace Church is full of good mothers. I appreciate that about you, and I thank you for that. I thank you for being mothers who uh, take the role uh, uh, personally. And, and I want to include then uh, women of God, because if you're not uh, a mother yet or a mother-to-be, you could be a spiritual mom, or maybe it's just not been in uh, the way God drew, drew that plan up, and you've, chose, you've not chosen, but maybe God's chosen for you not to be a mother at this time or maybe forever, you can still be a woman of God and you can be a spiritual mother to, to different people as well. And so I thank you for that. And we're going to talk today just about uh, mothering, okay, and some qualities that I saw not only in my mother, my mother.
mother-in-law and of course my wife uh, that I think are, are four attributes to being a really good mother or woman of God. And it's applicable to maybe even all people, but it's really special for today in, in this mothering. And so we're going to read a scripture and pray, and then I'll give you four examples or four attributes and also tie some biblical figures with them as well. Some people that are in the scriptures that they kind of fit that role of the person that I'm talking about. So we're going to go to Psalms uh, 127, read just the first three verses. And the Bible says, unless the Lord builds the house, and we want to look at that word Lord, it's all capitalized. And quite often in the Old Testament, you'll see uh, the word Lord all capitalized. That's what we call a tetragrammaton, all right? Uh, Tetragrammaton is means it's the presence of God. And so let's read this again, unless the presence of God is in your house. Now that's really critical, especially to, to, this, to moms and women of God on this day, is one of the things that I've noticed that my wife did especially well uh, when we were raising our kids, where she kept the presence of the Lord in our house. She would have certain days where she didn't want anybody around. She still has them, where she will clean the house, but she'll put on praise and worship music, and she just ushers in the presence of God. And some of those things that maybe we would laugh about in our early ages of growing up, Janie would talk about a lot about her her parents having a, uh, a prayer time after uh, the evening meal, and they had to pray for a while before they could go outside and play. And we laugh about them, and I'm sure our kids laugh about things that maybe we had them do, but we're laughing out of honor because those are things that we really respected. Those are things that we really understood, and we would have devotions with our kids, and 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 things that take place, but unless the presence of the Lord. So we, we're, we're qualifying this because a lot of times we'll say, well, I raised my kids in church. I raised them here and that. And, and the fact is uh, you can do a lot of those things, but if you don't do it with the presence of God, it's, very, it's the very next verse, those who build it labor in vain. So it's all in vanity. It's a little bit for show or we almost blame God. You don't have to blame God at all if you keep the presence of God in the house. If you keep the presence of the Lord where you're at. And this house is your refuge. It's your kids' refuge. It's, it's your refuge. It's your safe place, okay? So what, what safer place could a home be than with the presence of the Lord there? The Bible says where two or three shall gather together in his name, there will he be. So if you're ushering in the presence of the Lord, then you're filled with those attributes that God has for you. Unless the Lord watches over the city, same thing. You can, have, uh, you can have days of prayer. You can have national days of prayer. You can have all the things that you want, but unless you allow the presence of God to come into a city, into a church, into a home, into a community, it's just empty words. It's, there's nothing of content there, okay? Uh, the watchman stays awake in vain, all right? Verse number two, it, it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. Let's pray. Father, we thank you uh, today for the fruit of the womb. We thank you for uh, children, because without uh, mothers, there would be no children. So we thank you for all the moms in the house. We pray it's just a special blessing upon them. Those that might be hurting, we pray, Lord, that you would bring healing. Those that, Father, Lord, might be sorrowful, we pray you bring joy. 
Those that might be struggling in their journey, we pray, Lord, that you'd bring peace. Those that, Father, uh, are just enjoying the journey, we thank you for them. Let them be an example. Father, Lord, we love you. We bless you. Uh, Thank you for moms. Open all of our ears to hear uh, today what you have in store for us. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, amen. Praise God. Thank you, moms. Uh, I can't say that enough. Thank you. Thank you, moms, uh, for being who you are. Again, I understand that maybe not everybody had the the best mom uh, in the world. Uh, And I like what Marcus said. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad mom. It doesn't matter if it it just matters that we honor our moms. And it doesn't matter if mom's dead or alive. We're still honoring mom. In fact, that's the first great commandment that comes with a blessing. That that you'll have long life. I recognize that uh, in my father. He would honor uh, people. He would honor his dad lived with him, lived with us for 14 years. Then he honored some neighbors that even in the, deep into his 70s, he was doing their laundry, and, and he had a long life. And so if you want a, a long life, make sure of this, that you honor your parents, that you honor those that, uh, that, that go before you, uh, even if they're not there. Just try to honor them the best you can. Let me give you four attributes uh, for of what I've seen in uh, these mothers uh, in my life. Number one is their love. Loving. Uh, a mother is loving, and it, it's an agape type of love. It's unconditional, okay? Uh, sometimes a child maybe that goes wayward will make the uh, father a little bit upset or disappointed, but the mom's always there kind of defending the, the child. Uh, Janie uh, was a good kid, but she was a little honorary. She was a little honorary. She may, may admit or may not admit, but she was a little honorary. And, uh, and, and she used to make her dad just so mad. But, man, her mom would come to the rescue every time. It, it, that, her mom was just, you know, and I think that's the loving, nurturing of a mother, uh, that a mom is just a mom. It's a mom just loves, and a mom uh, is, is kind in that way. And, and, it, and, it's, and listen, I believe it's God. I believe God just imparts that in a person. I can, I can remember, uh, and Jessica, you weren't in the first service, so sorry about this, but when our first daughter, Jill, was born, I did not think I could love any other kid as much as uh, the first one. I, 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 I just didn't think that was possible. And then when Jessica was born, then that love just kind of splits. You know, it's just like you love 100% now times two. And then when Marcus came, it was 100% times three. And then when Andrew came, it was 100% times four. And, and that's, that's godly love. That's the love that a mother has then as well. And then listen, it's a good thing because I'm the youngest of eight. So had love run out like on number five or six, I just... <laughs> I'd have been in trouble. You know, it's like, hey, what about me? Well, what about you? <laughs> You're lucky to eat. But the love continues to grow, right? And we need to understand that. And so moms, thank you because I think you allow God to place that love in you that you always, because of love, you always look at the bright side of your kids. You always look at what, and, and, and again, my wife is an expert in that. She always is looking at the, the good side. Not, never... Never uh, short on giving instruction 
or encouragement, never short on giving an example, but at the same time always doing it because she loves so much. And, and love, uh, there's a tough love sometimes, right? We have to give a tough love to our kids. We have to, we have to, we have to keep them on the, the straight and narrow. We have to keep them squared up. But moms, thank you for being loving. The biblical character that I would use here would be uh, Mary. And Mary's misunderstood. We have you know, denominations that maybe uh, may marry a little bit more than what we would, but at the same time, we make Mary a little bit less than what she is. I mean, we believe that Mary wasn't born with, without original sin. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. She needed a Savior, Christ the Lord, as the same as all of us, but she was in such a different predicament in the fact that she raised the Christ child. An amazing situation, an amazing story, and, 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 and an angel comes uh, by the power of God and visits Mary. In Luke, the first chapter, let's read a couple verses. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. And he draws out a plan that you're going to be impregnated uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit. You're going to carry the Christ child. Now, again, we, we've said this before during the Christmas season. That's a tough. Uh, that's a tough story to sell. I mean, you, you you tell your parents or you tell your your the person you're engaged to that hey, God got me pregnant. They're going to wonder what drug you're on. And Mary had this supernatural grace and supernatural love for God that she said, yes, Lord, whatever you want, be it unto me according to your will, is actually what she said. Be it unto me according to your will. So she has a love for God, and yet then that love for God goes through that love for Jesus to where even not totally understanding what Jesus was going through, watched him die on a cross. Now, mothers, you, you have bore children. Could you imagine any? I can tell you, I can tell you for surety, Janie's not going to let one of her boys die on a cross. They're, gonna, they're just going to be knocked down off there. Mary has a supernatural love for God, supernatural love for, for Jesus that she allows us, and the assurity of God. And so the love of a mother oftentimes also moves out of the way if there's a call of God on a, a son or daughter's life. The love of a mother moves out of the way when there's a call of God to, for special duty or obligation. Mary has this special kind of love for God that she allows Jesus to be born, all right, uh, through her womb, which was borrowed by the Holy Spirit, to be born a, a Savior, and we talk about her, but I think in the evangelical and charismatic realms, we don't build her up enough. We don't give her enough credit, all right? Because maybe other denominations give her what we would feel too much credit, but this Mary was a loving mother. I mean, she, she bore more pain than anyone could imagine because she has this baby she did not ask for. She had to endure during this time the ridicule, the criticism, all those things. In fact, in Jewish culture, when you turn around the 13 or so, all right, the father steps up and says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. But they wouldn't let Joseph say it because Mary said her son came from God. 
so that when Jesus was baptized at the age of 30, the heavens opened up and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Think about that for a moment. See, a mother sometimes has to step aside because of love, knowing that God will work it out. All things work to the good of those that love the Lord, to them that are called according to his plans and purposes. And so Mary was both favored and blessed. And there's a little bit of a difference there. Favored is something that doesn't, uh, isn't really reciprocal, okay? So we're given favor, which is grace, charis, unmerited favor. And we're given that for salvation, okay? We, we don't give that back. I don't give that same salvation back to God. He just gives that to me. Or Abraham, the Bible says, and Noah, the Bible says, David found favor in God's eyes. Mary found favor in God's eyes. But then because of that, as a result, there's a blessing. And the blessing goes on and on and on. In fact, Proverbs, Solomon said that the one who blesses others others, that person is abundantly blessed. And so blessing becomes reciprocal. I, I am blessed, so I want to bless others. I, I know, know God's goodness, so I want to give. And that's what mothers do with their love. They're, this child that is born from them, they love instantly. It's like they look at the baby in the face, and all of a sudden, it's like they, they know that child. That baby might be three minutes old. They know that child. That, that, that child has kicked in their womb and has made them uncomfortable, has moved around, but yet now this child, is they see face to face, and there's an unmatching love there. So what I've learned from, from the mothers that I've seen and watched is that they are loving as can be. Again, sometimes it's instructional, sometimes it's tough, but it's always unconditional. And yet I would say this too, uh, for those who are maybe young mothers, uh, it doesn't end when the child turns 18 or 21. You forever are a mother. You are forever a parent. You forever carry that, that burden. Is everything okay? You forever carry that, 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 that uh, urge within you to make sure that everything's all right with, with your kids. That, that is something that God places in you. I think it's instituted in birth and love. Number two, mothers are caring. They, they have this sense of care about them. They're, they're loving and probably nurturing, and they're caring, and they're kind. There's a, there's a, there's a caring in there. They're, they want to make sure that everybody's okay. They want to make sure uh, for, you know, uh, Christmas or for birthday. In our, in our house, mine and my wife's, uh, birthdays are important. Christmas is important. Mother's Day is important. We, we went to four stores yesterday to buy Selah a gift for Mother's Day. Selah's five. Janie calls it Girls' Day in our house. <laughs> and, and, uh, honey, she's five. Just one more store, Mark. Just one more store. All right, but, I mean, why? Because it's important to me. Okay, that's all very caring, okay, and, and, and wants, wants everything nice. The mothers want to make sure that everything's nice. The, the kids are dressed good. And, and listen, and when we were raising a family, it wasn't about the name brands, but it was about 
you know, having nice clothes and shoes and being, being dressed and, 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 and having those, those type of things. We, we didn't overspend our budget. We stayed within our budget. And I, I appreciate that, that caringness there, though, about being frugal if, if that need be, but being to that place. So not only loving, but, but caring. In the scriptures, we see in the book of Ruth that uh, Naomi was a caring mother-in-law. Let's go to the scriptures we have out of, out of Ruth, if we can. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go return each of you to your mother's house. Uh, may the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you in the house of your husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. Uh, backstory, all right. Uh, Naomi has two sons, and they're each married to two girls. One of them is Ruth, the other one's Orpha, and uh, her sons die. And so they're, they're, they're not uh, Jewish, they're Moab. And so she's saying, hey, you guys need to go back to your country, go ahead and find some in. And what she's saying out of care, because it would be easier for them to hang out with her, because if one of them gets married, then the, she becomes their responsibility, uh, biblically speaking. And so she's looking out for their, their behalf. And so here's a mother-in-law who says, wait a second, I want, I want what's right for you. I want what's best for you. I want, I want you. So Orpha goes ahead and she takes off. And Ruth says, wait a second, I, I, I like that idea. I like that plan, but I'm not going to abide by it. I like you as a person. You've cared for me. And because you've cared for me, your people will now be my people. Your God will now be my God. One of the best scriptures all of the Bible, in my opinion, because she's looking right there at redemption, not from God. She sees it in a person. She sees it in a caring mother who lost her two boys, who every time she saw those girls was reminded of the two boys that she lost in battle. And so what a caring person, what a, what a loving, caring example of what a mother is. And I, I know mothers in this congregation, I know mothers watching online, I, I know my wife, I know our daughters and daughter-in-law, and I see how they care for people in their life. I see how they care for the, their spouses, I see how they care for their kids. I, I, I see how uh, moms run all over the place for football practice and basketball practice and soccer, and, and they run all all over for what schools should our, our child go to, or we need to, and it's, and it's birth out of care. It's birth out of uh, love. It's not birth out of, I want my child to be the best, although that's true. It's birth out of, hey, God is giving me this child. I'm going to make sure that they have every opportunity in life. I love that, uh, honey, about our kids on how they, uh, we see the videos from the different sporting events and the, and the different, uh, our, our, our um, I call him 3-9, Cam, because he's on my birthday, so we're part of the 3-9 club. Uh, but he was, he was in a, a, a sing-along the other day, and he was like, <laughs> he's like waving his hand, and, and we've seen the video, and, and it's just like, yeah, that's, that's, that's Cam, you know? Well, caring, caring parents. Uh, our daughter uh, with her two boys who are bigger than me, much bigger than me, larger than, just monsters, right? But like they look at her and she'll, she'll carry them right back in the seat. <laughs> they, they know who's boss. 
uh, Selah and Jude. I, I could go on. It's just, I love the fact, but they got that from Janie. All right, the, uh, and Charity got that from, from her mom and dad. And this is the, there's a caring part of humanity that society has left out. And I want to tell you this, moms, please don't look at Hollywood or Washington, D.C. on how to parent. Please look at the scriptures and godly people around you as, as to how to parent. They, they will teach you how to parent. And they'll do it the right way. They'll do it with love, and they'll do it with care. And Naomi does several things here. She, she has faith that God's going to work it out. It's a, it's a beautiful story. Again, she, she has faith that somebody's going to be there for Ruth. In fact, she kind of has somebody in mind. His name is Boaz. It's like, we're going to go over here, and, and, and in that realm, maybe, maybe you can hook up Boaz a single. He's rich. He's got land. He's got money. He's, he's looking for a wife, and Ruth, you might be the one. So she's not trying to hide Ruth from Boaz. She's trying to promote, maybe you could get together. And by the way, because at the end of the story, we'll explain it, because Ruth and Boaz get together, they have Obed, and Obed has Jesse, and Jesse has David, and it's in David's line that the Christ child comes. And so here's this wayward person because she has a caring mother-in-law that actually creates the line of Jesus. What a beautiful story. So she has faith. She has character. She's not trying to do this for herself. She's trying to do it for some, which is, by the way, maybe the number one trait of a good mama or a woman of God. Their character won't let them be selfish. Their character makes them be selfless. She understood that redemption was for everybody. That's why we say at Grace Church, it's we're for all people. Pastor, I got hangups. Man, I got hangups. Pastor, I got flaws. I got flaws. We all got stuff. Everybody's got stuff. But we also have a Savior. His name is Christ the Lord. We also have the power of the Holy Spirit that if we allow him to, will change us from the inside out. There's no longer then are these things handicaps to us. There's just a past that Jesus is recreating a future and making us new in him. Can you say amen? And so she understood redemption. She understood being loyal. It was a great thing. Now, Ruth was loyal too, but Naomi was just as loyal as Ruth. And so when you get to the end of the story, they get, they get to their, their final destination, and there's Boaz, and she starts gleaning from the field. And Boaz is attracted to Ruth, and so then they eventually they get married and they have kids, and I explain the line. But it's an amazing story when Ruth finds Boaz. And when we, when we recognize that there's this caring mother-in-law, former mother-in-law, that actually kind of makes this happen only because she didn't care about herself. She cared about others in her life. Now, there's a, a sidebar to the story that if you are young here today and you're not married and you're looking for that Boaz, that rich person, <laughs> he's got a job. Come on, ladies, say amen. Got a job. <laughs> got land. Got property. Please do not, do not marry one of his relatives. Drunk as, lying as, cheating as, dumb as, or broke ass. Don't. Don't. You. You. You get your bow ass. And not one of those other ones. Are you with me? Because you want me to do the wedding. 
I'm going to sit the boy down. And I'm going to ask him, are you a? <laughs> because why? Because I care for you. <laughs> and if, I don't, if that doesn't work, I'm going to have Miss Janie sit him down because she really cares for you. Number three, mothers are protective. They love, you know, you've, you've seen, the, you've seen the, the bumper stickers, don't mess with Mama Bear. You've seen the T-shirt. Well, I married Mama Bear. I promise you that. I married Mama Bear, and my kids can testify to that. There are teachers in Omaha, Nebraska that can testify to that. Don't you jack with Mrs. Dolphins. She will come in and, what do you mean we got to read that book? My daughter will read a different book. She'll read a book, but she ain't reading that book, or she, she ain't going to that place, or she ain't doing that thing, or she won't. And, and, and Janie was always, and listen, Janie took uh, Christmas presents. Janie honored the teachers, still honors teachers. She loves teachers, but if the teacher said something or did something that maybe the kids thought mama would disagree with, the kids would come home and say, mama, I'm not sure, is this right or is this not right? And Janie would, and I would talk about it, and then Janie would, sometimes we didn't talk about it. <laughs> sometimes I didn't make it home from work. She just was up there. <laughs> we'll, we'll take care of it. Okay. Honey, what about that? I took care of it. It's done. All right. Okay. Well, should I ask? You'd be better off if you did. Okay. What about open house? We're going to sit this one out. <laughs> protective. Mothers are protective. Women of God are protective. There's something in them. It's innate. It's a love. It's a care. It's, and they're feisty. And they're, and they're, and they're, they're, they, they, there's, this, there's a spirit in them that, that they know. And Esther was that. Esther was the mother of a nation. So Mary is the mother of God, but a mother of her home and family. She, she raised four boys, the Bible says, and two of them wrote books in the Bible, James and Jude. And then we look at Naomi, who's a mother-in-law, who cares so much for her, her, her daughters-in-law that, that she's going to really forsake herself to, to make sure they prosper. And then there's Esther, who's a mother of a nation. Let's go to the book of Esther for a second, and we're going to read out of the fourth chapter. Then Mordecai told them to reply to Esther. Mordecai is, uh, is an uncle of Esther who takes her in because she's an orphan, and, and uh, the king uh, doesn't like the queen Okay, and so he sends her away, and now Esther has the opportunity to become queen, but, the, but, but Haman wants to kill all the Jews in the land, and Esther's Jewish. And so it's like, you need to go address the king. Well, if she addresses the king without an appointment, she can die. But because she's protecting her people, this is what mothers and women of God do. They protect their own. You have to love that quality about somebody that they protect their own. What would you do in that say, well, I don't know, I'd probably send Janie. She's the protector. Now, I like to think I'm a protector too, but there's a quality there that I've seen in moms in my life that they're going to protect those people that, are, that they are in love with. There's a protection there. So uh, do you think yourself that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews? Mordecai is saying, listen, if you die, someone else is going to take place. All right, for if you keep silent this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish, and who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this one, the most quoted scriptures in all of the Bible for such a time as this. Moms, we need you for such a time as this. 
Moms, we need you to be loving, caring, protective people. Women of God, we need you for such a time as this. So then Esther replied to Mordecai saying, go gather all the Jews to be found in Susa and hold a fast on my behalf and do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. And my young women will also fast as you do. Then I will go to the king, though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Well, the end of the story is she has them fasting, okay? And we see, we see in Scripture then that uh, the fast breaks through, that the king is like, yes, you know, we're going we're gonna to preserve your people. Why? Because you're protective. This is, this is a way of saying, listen, God can do extraordinary things through ordinary people. Esther was just an ordinary person at the time. She was becoming the queen, but she wasn't the queen yet. In fact, she could have been a dead queen if, uh, if the king would not have uh, let her come in. She does a couple of things that I would say, church, that may be good in your family. She prayed. It's good to have a praying mama. It's good to have someone that really counts on God. She fasted. And then she wouldn't take no for an answer. Those are three good qualities of someone who's protective. But she prayed first. And then she fasted. And then she went before the king. But she went humbly before the king. She went with honor. God tells us and helps us fight through our fears by just using faith. And in faith, he gives us instruction. And by giving this instruction, he tells us and shows us what to do. There's a protection in, in each of us, but really special in mamas. That, that child's going to be protected. That child's going to be looked out for. That child's going to be made sure. And I, I like, the, I like uh, in, in, in families where they uh, watch where, what, a fam- what a child watches, or they watch what a child eats, or they watch where a child goes, or what friends. Janie was always really good about uh, what friends our kids hung out with, to the point where they always hung out at our house. She could keep an eye on them that way. There were Sunday mornings I would get up and literally stepping over bodies of Jessica's sports friends that would come over and spend the, ho- uh, the night on Saturday night. And they would all come to church the next day. Well, her son Jonah does the same thing. Jonah brings football players to church. It's just, it's just a way. I think it's a built-in protection. I'm not going to tell you who you can like or befriend, but I'm just going to bring them over to the house and make sure that they're on the same wavelength as we are. There's a protection there. There, there's, a, there's, a, there's a story, there's a message. When Marcus was in fifth grade, uh, he was always a little smaller. Now he's muscular, he works out, goes to the gym and pumps the iron. Yeah, big arms, blowing his shirt out. Yeah, my goodness, step up here for a second. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but he was always a little smaller. In um, uh, elementary school, K through sixth grade, the sixth graders. You know how you are when you're in sixth grade. You got to kind of get your roughness out because the next year you're the you're the low guy on the totem pole again. And, and a sixth grader would would kind of pick on them. And it was the winter time, and in the, in the Midwest and the North, you all know that if you're from Michigan or wherever, you know, there's snow. And when they plow the snow, they make what we would call a snowbank. Okay, and the snow just keeps piling up and piling up. And so um, when Marcus would walk home, this sixth grade bully would just kind of push him in the snow, like, get out of my way, push him in the snow. And so we'd get home, and we were, we were the Cleaver family. We had dinner together every night. Janie would cook. I'd get home from work. The kids would be there, and we'd talk about everybody's day, and, and uh, we'd go around the, around the table, and 
Marcus is, you know, so-and-so pushed me in the snowbank again. I'm like, oh, man, what do we, you know, I, I was trying to be the Christ-like dad. Trying to be. And, and I, I was succeeding fairly well, except I have an overprotective wife who knew what to do and when to do it. And so we would, a couple, three days, this went by, and uh, Marcus is like, eh, so-and-so still, he, he pushed me in the snowbank. And, I, and honestly, in my prayer time, Lord, what, what would you, and I, what would you want me to do? God, what should I do? Should I go hit the dad? <laughs> I might get arrested. Something bad, like he might hit me back. <laughs> uh, do, do I talk to the kid? Well, that wouldn't look good. Some big old guy just, you know, roughing up a sixth grader. And I couldn't get an answer. So then one day I came home, and, and uh, we're eating dinner, dinner table. I can, I can show you the high. I remember where I'm sitting at the dinner table. I said, hey, how's everybody's day? And Marcus said, my day was great. I said, well, really? Because you've been having trouble with Bully Boy. He said, yeah, Mama picked me up today. I said, oh, really? <laughs> uh, how, how, how'd that go? Well, uh, Marcus said, when I got in the car, Mama said, where is he? And, uh, and Marcus said, I played coy and said, who, Mama? And uh, that bully boy that's been picking on you, where is he? Well, uh, Mama, there he is right there. <laughs> and so Mama swung the van around and hopped out of the van, and she went over and got the bully boy, and she pointed his head towards me and said, you see that boy over there? And he said, yeah, that's, that boy's my son. His name is Marcus Dolphus. And he just, she just kept smashing his head in that snowbank, Papa. It was just the coolest thing. That is my son, Marcus Dolphus. Don't you ever smash his head in a snowbank again. And he came up, and the snow was all over him. And he was just shaking, Papa. It was, just, it was the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> I, I would say don't try that. Especially with social media, somebody might film it. Back then, we didn't have all the social media. But I thank God for a protective mom. <laughs> so does Marcus, that looks out for him. <laughs> that, I will say this, too, to end the story and make it really even cooler, is two years later, Marcus led that boy to the Lord and uh, asked him if he wanted to pray a, a prayer of faith with him. And I can imagine, just in my own thinking, Marcus probably said, you, do you want to you pray a prayer of faith? And, or do you want me to call my mama? <laughs> <laughs> you could do either or. <laughs> it's up to you. Moms, thank you. I would say use wisdom. But thank you for being protective. Thank you for being the, the, the moms who... Yes, you, you watch out. And, and some of us dads who probably maybe take too long to take care of the problem because we're not sure how to. Uh, and, and, and just in her defense, the boy was bigger than Janie, just not tougher than Janie. And so she took care of, she took care of the problem. And she would today, too. She, she would, uh, for, if, it was a, if it was one of her grandchildren, she would be at that. She would, you know, grandkids, don't tell your parents, just come to Grammy. She will take care of it. Uh, <laughs> Last but not least, then, is uh, they're good teachers. Mothers and women of God are really good teachers. So they're loving, they're caring, they're protective, and they're also good, good teachers. Uh, there's a sense about it 
uh, when you see a, a person, especially a woman of God, a godly woman, a godly mother who is always teaching their children or they're teaching people around. Uh, I would say this, uh, we have a four, five, and six-year-old class, uh, mainly because Janie said, hey, we need to, well, these kids need to start growing. Nothing against our, our nurseries going good and, and they're doing fine, but they were, they were overworked and they were inundated with different, different helpers and that. She said, I'm going to pull out these, Mark, and we're going to, I'm going to make this class. This class is going to be, and it didn't hurt that Sayla's in that class. Let's be, I'm going to be honest. Didn't hurt that her granddaughter's in that class in that age, but she's going to make sure. And, and I think, I think that's really cool because it becomes, listen, I, I've said it for years uh, in my father-in-law's church, he had two ladies, uh, Elsie Peters and Inez Reed, who were dynamo. Like he would ask him from the pulpit, is that how you read it, Sister Reed? Is that how you read it, Sister Peters? And it was just powerful. They were teachers. They were spiritual mothers, godly women who were teachers, who, who just were powerful. And, and I see uh, Janie becoming that in that realm where she's wanting now not only to teach the little ones, but also to teach the teachers. This is what, this is a godly principle. They, they become teachers. And women of God and mothers that are godly, please become teachers not only to your children, but teach those who also will be teaching. Let's, let's go with what the scripture says in Proverbs 2 and 6, for the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Proverbs uh, 19 and 8 says, whoever gets sense loves his own soul. He who keeps understanding will discover good. And so I would say our biblical character here is the third part of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. When we look at the power of the Holy Spirit in our life, Mothers, uh, women of God, as the worship team comes back, allow the Holy Spirit to work in you. Allow the Holy Spirit to be part of your DNA. In the scriptures, the Holy Spirit, we know, we would say is the third part. It's not an attribute of less than, like he's number three. It's an attribute as equal parts. But when we see that the Holy Spirit's main attribute, or one of his main attributes, is wisdom, the Bible always refers to wisdom as a her in the female sense, all right? So is the Holy Spirit a female part of God? That, that throws up a whole different theological equation. We won't get into that today. But, it, but wisdom is always said her. Just like the church is hurt. Why? Because it's a producer. We should be producing more people for the kingdom of God. Wisdom produces. And so teachers, godly women, godly mothers who teach their children, who teach other teachers to teach their children and other ones, they then are producers. And so this is what I've seen in my life as far as godly women and godly mothers. They're loving, they're caring, they're protective, but they're also teachers. And, and we have many wonderful teachers in our church, and it's their not only their occupation, but it's also their obligation. Can, give, can we give all teachers a hand clap today? Teachers, thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for the sacrifice. And if you're a mother and you operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, you're a teacher. Whether it's your occupation or not, it's your obligation. And because you do it lovingly and, and, and caring, 
and, and protective. You're, you're that person that God looks upon and he entrusts those, whether they're spiritual uh, people or they're biological, he entrusts those in you. I'm asking you to stand with me today. I'm gonna ask if you are a mother uh, to come up front. And if you're a woman of God, 20 or older, come up front. I want you just to stand across the whole front, flood the whole front. I'm gonna pray for you. And then uh, we, have a, we have a gift uh, for you that, that Janie, uh, Janie got and she put together. And because why? Because she's a caring, loving, protective mother. So come up, get as close and as tight as possible. Can we give all of our moms and women of God a hand of appreciation? So important, so, so glad. Thank you, mom. Thank you. Just keep moving this way because we got more room over here because we got, we want everybody to get in the front. So if you keep, keep coming, keep nice and tight. Don't be shy. Just come on. Keep it coming. Keep tight because I want all those ladies up front too. Everybody that's, anybody that's, yep, come on, get nice and tight. And just keep, just keep moving to your left. Just follow me. There we go. See how instructional. Very good. Thank you, moms. Thank you, women of God. Thank you, ladies who love God, who are loving, caring, protective, nurturing, and, and teaching. And, and, uh, and thank you, honey, for putting together gifts for them. And, uh, and the love you show uh, everybody in our church. I want to pray for you. And men, if you're back there, I want you just to kind of raise your hand this way. We believe in the prayer of agreement. So we're going to agree today that, that these ladies are blessed. Amen? And that, and that God shows favor upon them and that, that God will just take care of them. Uh, what a tough job, especially in the last couple of years, uh, how tough it is. Uh, maybe you've been a homeschool teacher, maybe you've been a remote uh, employee, maybe you've been uh, you know, the, the, the order taker, maybe you've been, you've been all these different things and, and maybe you've thought in and of yourself that nobody's appreciated you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you immensely, okay? Marcus, can you take the sound so Jess can come up here? Thank you. We want everybody up here. If you're, um, if you're, we want you, we want to pray for you, amen. So Father, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for these women of God, these mothers raising uh, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, some of them. I pray, Lord, today that those that may be hurting in some way, Lord, that you would truly bring a healing. Those that might be, Lord, just depressed, Lord, that you would bring encouragement. Lord, those that might be sick, you'd bring wellness. Father, those that, Father, Lord, might be, the journey might just be draining them. Lord, that you would, you would bring joy and peace in that, in that journey. Lord, we, we can't even express, nor do we, some of the things we might be going through. So, Father, we know you do. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would minister to them today. Lord, that you would build a hedge of protection around about them and a shield of favor. And those watching online, we say for the same thing, Father. Lord, that your Holy Spirit would touch them right where they're at. Thank you for moms and women of God who are loving, who are caring, who do protect, and do allow the Holy Spirit not only to teach them, but to operate through them to be teachers of you. So bless them today, Father. Thank you for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to sing moms, women. Stay up here.
we have a gift for you that we're going to come through and give each one of you. Can we give it up one more time for our, our ladies of the house? Let's worship together, and we have a gift for all of you. God bless you. Every stronghold. 
at the same time, so I gotta quit. What a good word. Was that good? That's who you are. That's who you are. So good. Moms are so important. Women of God in general are so important. There's, um, I always love to, like Pastor said, Mother's Day, I just like to call it Girl's Day. Uh, that's why at our house, you're thinking, oh, Selah doesn't need a gift. She's a girl at the table, and she's going to know that she is treasured. She is special. And when we have Father's Day, all the boys are going to know that they're special, and they're going to grow up to be amazing men of God, just like these girls are in our table. So at your house and whoever you're going to see, just just love on one another and encourage them that they are amazing women of God even if you don't have children and you chose not to or you just wasn't able to or it's just not that season of your life you are so special and God loves you as a woman and so you're special and sometimes it's hard because women do work off of emotions we're a little more of an emotional being than we are um a logic men are logically think with their brains a little more that's what I hear. We think a little more with our heart. And, you know, Father's Day um, will be a little different if for me because it's my first um, year without my father here. But I know where he is, and I celebrate that. Just like my, my sweet friend Amanda, my heart is so heavy for her today. You know, maybe that's you, and this is the first year you have to not have your mama that you get to call on the phone and talk to. So... My heart does go out for that, or if you're going through sickness or just something heavy in your heart, um, I, I hurt with you. And that mama bear in me would like to just come out and take care of that problem. But there's problems that only God can take care of. And our job is just to just fight, but sometimes we just fight on our knees. Now, sometimes we do have to go to the snow, but sometimes we gotta go to our 99.9% .9 of the time, go to your knees and just say, Lord, I can't take this as bigger than I am. I need you. And God will always come through. And sometimes we get in our flesh and we help him. And he doesn't need it, but it does feel good sometimes. But there's many more stories. And if it was Father's Day, Marcus and I were saying, I got one I could share for Father's Day. So I might, I might have to take a moment. He's not as innocent as he lets on. I can tell you, Jessica was playing softball, and there's a coach that did go to the hospital. So I could tell that story. It was, it was a tag team. So that was before sanctification. So just saying, he's not as perfect as he lets on. So payback. But y'all are so cool. And I just, I just would love for you to walk out of this place today knowing that you are every one of you so special you're so beautiful and maybe you don't hear that enough from your your spouse or you don't have a spouse or you don't have a father or a mom that has poured that into your life and said I just think 
that like pastor said in the first service he said Janie just thinks her children just walk on clouds he just thinks they're just so perfect I really do and I think you probably feel this you know what every one of them have made a mistake every one of them have done stupid things just like their mom and dad they have done that would include him because I just don't tell you all his stuff um, but we've all made mistakes but our children the Bible says they're our treasure and if you look back at your life and you can say wow I may not have accomplished a, a great awards and I've not you know done great great things but I have some amazing children that God has gifted me to take care of and protect and I will do my best, amen? So we can look at that. And um, I, several people have asked me because our grandchildren call me Grammy. That's my name. I'm a Grammy to five amazing grandchildren. And they says, well, how'd you come up with Grammy? I said, well, I do music and I've never won a Grammy award, but I've won five Grammy awards. So uh, those are the blessings I'll all forever have. And I love those and I'll keep those Grammy Awards better than any award, anything I could ever get, and Mama Awards. So I hope y'all just know that today, that you're so special, you're so beautiful, just the way you are. And, and you know, we're all learning, we're all going through stuff, but just allow God to take us through that, and we're on the series of the Holy Spirit. So just through this season, just say, Holy Spirit, I'm so open to learn from whatever you're teaching me right now, no matter what age we are, Everybody is learning. So we're all learning how to be better moms, better women of God, better Grammys, um, better friends, better spouses. So through this series that we'll go back to next week, come in and say, I'm just ready and I just want to learn. Amen. Can we just have that heart that just says, I'm ready to learn and be, be whoever you want me to be. So we're going to do that next week and we're all going to be back and ready to go. But um, I just want you just to know you're so special. And I, if I could have bought like this really great gift, if my husband would have let me, it was just like, you would be carrying out Louis Vuitton bags out this door. And I mean, we would be our Gucci, I mean, whatever your favor is, well, I could have took orders, but that would be my heart of a gift. I mean, because I just love to give gifts. Giving gifts is my thing, that's my heart. And so I would love you to walk out, but the best gift that I think we could give anybody, it's just peace. So if we walk out and say, Lord, I just want your peace and your protection over my children, your peace in my heart and everything I'm going through, that I would be teachable and moldable at every age to hear your voice and follow your heart. So I pray for every woman, Lord, in this room, whether they're a mother or just a, a woman of God and, and they're just following you and they're just loving you, that you would teach us all to be more like Jesus, that we would follow your heart and we would hear your voice. And Lord, hard times will come. Your word says that struggles will come, but you have overcome so we can overcome because you overcame. So we declare that over every person. Anybody sick in their body, I declare that by the stripes on Jesus' back, we are healed spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally. Every situation, Lord, you are more than enough, and it's in your presence that we find the fullness of joy. So we love you more than we can even express. Today, just let them feel the love that you have for them as women of God, as we love them today. We bless you and thank you in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Y'all are so awesome. Have a great day. Love you. You're welcome. Love y'all. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next week.